Okay, Jeff Cooper here, Classic Christian Rock Radio, and we have Leon Patillo with us again today. And uh, hi, Leon. How's it? How is How it doing, down Jeff? there? I'm doing great. Man, it's it's hot. I mean, we're in Vegas, and it's 105 today. Oh, so we're, we're uh, you know, I'm trying to stay indoors. What we generally do is at night is when we do the shopping. Yeah. <laughs> in yeah. the daytime, we try to stay in. Yeah. So, but anyway, uh, the nights are very nice here. About seven or eight o'clock, it starts getting. Uh, it still stays warm, even though the sun has gone down so that part of it i like yeah no, yeah it's uh yeah getting cooler now here but it's still pretty muggy so pretty oh no, really up here in vancouver so all yeah, right yeah we're rivaling your temperatures not quite not quite but it's yeah getting, it's not getting, quite <laughs> getting there yeah so uh, Leon, uh what made you decide to write a book well you know the, it happened because i was out touring with a guy named Zig Ziglar. I don't know if you know him from back in the day, but he, he knew he did a lot of conferences uh, in different coliseums all over the country. Actually, we were part of something called Get Motivated, and uh, he was like one of the keynote speakers for that. And so he just kept telling me, he said, Leon, if you got something to say, you ought to write it down. Now, just think of this, Jeff. This was 20 years ago, mm. almost, because we started, I hooked up with him in like 99. Yeah. And uh, so we've been traveling the country all over and every week he said well did you do your book yet have you put down your first page i said no i haven't done anything and so he said if you got anything to share you need to just you know put it down and and let the world know some i said because i'm i really think of myself as a musician and a singer mm -hmm. and i haven't seen myself as a writer yeah. and uh he just kept telling me he said man we all have some of that in us and he said if you can get your story out he said it would probably be intriguing to uh, your fans and and even beyond so yeah that's why i did it that's good did you yeah. uh, did you carry a note notebook around with you a pen and pencil or a, a ipad or something you know i would uh, every once in a while i would jog down something that would come to my memory but actually the what i was heading toward uh, during that season a couple of years ago was to try to find out what theme is in the gospel that jesus kept using all the time i just wanted to find matthew mark luke and john i just wanted to know what theme he kind of uses a mountain to die on type of thing yeah. and so uh, of course i saw love as being the the primary but as i kept looking it was so many what i call hidden treasures yes. that were there and so i got stuck in the book of luke the book of luke was the one that just really uh mesmerized me and it's really funny because me being a musician and luke being a doctor you think we're, we're on two different pages right <laughs> yeah but for some reason that really intrigued me the things that he had to share uh in luke so anyway that's that's where i got stuck and that's where a lot of revelations came and a lot of what I would call hidden treasures in my own life yeah. uh, seemed to be uncovered was uh, reading the book of Luke. Yes, and that's the name yeah. of the book, Hidden Treasures, correct? Yeah, Hidden Treasures in Your Field. Yes. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. So you start off the book uh, talking about Elizabeth and Zachariah being uh, very old and with, yeah. no, with no children and, and tells the story how God made the impossible. Um, so tell us why you chose that uh, story. Well, you know, I think what happened 
happened was, again, as I'm trying to find some sort of theme or some nugget or gem that was in the book that, you know, something I could write about uh, to put in the book. And when I read that, it just teletyped across my forehead, you can bear beyond bearing years. Mm. And that's what got me because, you know, I'm at a certain maturity now. And, yeah, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. so I just want to make sure that I'm, I'm still viable for yeah. things God wants me to do. Yes. So anyway, I, uh, anyway, but yeah, so I, and, and I got it because I saw those guys, this, you know, I said, man, Lord, can I get pregnant at this age? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he kept saying, yeah, you can, you can still get pregnant. <laughs> so I said, okay, Lord, I'll, I'll just go, I'll make a bad a title and I'll kind of just expound on it. So, uh, yeah. and that's what happened to me. And I think that was the first time I got uh, a real signal from the Lord that this was uh, going to be thematic throughout, that there would be little things like that that would pop up and then give it a title and then kind of uh, maybe give some memoirs or some things from my own life yeah. uh, that were parallel to that. So that's where it started, Jeff. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> so you, you've had an awesome uh, music career, stories that mm-hmm. people could only dream about in some ways. You were with one of the greatest rock bands of all time. You've had a mm-hmm. wonderful CCM and Christian music career. And then mm-hmm. you went to Las Vegas and you were all set to retire. Yes. But something else happened, didn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Well, mom and dad uh, had foster children in the home. Ever since I, all through my beginnings of my life, here foster kids, I've always been around foster kids. So when I got out of the Santana group, it just, I got sparked Mm. uh, somehow. It became like something motivational for me to do, you know, beside uh, the salvation of people's souls like that. I wanted to do something else. Like some people go to Africa and they maybe take water or they, they want to feed the hungry or something along those lines. For me, it just became uh, whatever mom and dad did with kids, that's what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So I hooked up with a foster homes organization out of Sacramento called Cornania Foster Homes. Mm -hmm. And there was a little lady there that just uh, needed help in getting people, uh, getting kids into homes. Mm -hmm. And so I told her, I said, well, maybe I can help out uh, with that. She said, well, what would you do? I said, well, I could still just do my concerts, but then I could talk about your organization and what you do Mm -hmm. uh, maybe midway to concert and uh, maybe someone would feel the need to take in a child Wonderful. or feel it in the heart to take in a child. So that's what happened. Yeah. So we worked together, I don't know, man, 20, 25 years. She retired uh, just as we moved here to Vegas. And uh, so I got here to Vegas and uh, found out that they have the highest dropout rate in the whole country is here. Wow. So I said, oh, wow. So anyways, I started to kind of uh, hang out around uh, some friends of mine here, pastors and such. They kept telling me, said, if you would do something, you know, with the public schools or the charter schools, it would be awesome. Just mm-hmm. use your music in some sort of way to kind of uh, lead the kids toward uh, uh, something more uh, normal. And so when I, what they were trying to tell me was was really these kids are having a lot of issues and, and any little help would help. Mm-hmm. So I, I just started going to the public schools and I couldn't talk about anything religious. But, you know, I would talk about, you know, bullying. Uh, you know, I wrote a song about Rise Above the Bullying. Yeah. I have a, uh, another one that, uh, well, actually, I was thinking about trying to show them how to give. Yeah. So what I would do a lot of times is that I'd grab a child out of the uh, audience, and i say, when you give, 
blessings run after you hmm. or gifts run after you. And so I would take that child and I would, I'd, I'd whisper in the ear and I'd say, just follow me. So I'd run up and down the aisles. I'd run up the stairs. I'd run all, you know, like that. And I have them following me. And then the whole, the whole school would just be cracking up, you know, because yes. whoever I pick, I try to pick somebody that's not really athletic. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, maybe somebody that's a little bit more, uh, uh, had more of a head on them and not so much physical. So it, it was always funny. Well, whoever I picked was always funny, but yeah. then I'd stop halfway <laughs> and then let them run, you know, kind of run in me is run into me like that. And so, uh, I just let them know that not only do you get blessings running after you, but you know, they overtake you. Yeah. And so I would use those sort of principles. That's what I'm doing with the kids. Yeah. Now I got tons of stories along those lines, but, um, that's what happened when I got here. So retirement was off the table and, uh, God said, I just want to use you now for these, uh, for these kids in this city. And so it's really working out great. And we have an organization called Sing, mm-hmm. uh, Sewing into Next Generation. That's what that stands for. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, that's what we're doing. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you talk quite a bit about the revival through youth. Um, as you say, the youth, uh, they're our future, of course, and uh, yes. they're worth investing in, of course. And I also, mm. I also encourage people who... Um, and maybe having trouble having children of their own to foster and or adopt, yes, right? It's a big, big right. thing today. Why not adopt somebody, a child that's already here, make a difference yes. in their life, right? That's exactly what we we found. I, I, like I said, mom and dad really set the precedent for that. Yeah. And so I, I really have seen how those lives were changed. And when they started coming back years later to, to thank my mom and dad for, you know, taking them in, Oh man, it's just you know they all were crying. You yeah, know, big big old men. You know, yeah. uh, it's, these ladies coming all coming back saying you know thanks for you know taking care of me during those early days. And so and I, I get the same feeling that because it'll be I'll be out of here before these kids will be up in twenty thirty years from now. But uh, you know I know I'm planting the seed and um, I know eventually. God is going to bring uh, some some real joy in their life. Absolutely. Tell us yeah. more about the Singing Foundation and your work with the kids in the arts. Well, you know what we do? Uh, this is one of the fun things about it is that we hold contests. Oh. And, they, and so uh, we have a uh, dealership in town. Well, actually, we've had two, but uh, uh, Toyota seems to be the biggest one right now. Yeah. And uh, so they clear out the whole showroom, and they just let us set up and that's where we hold our contest mm-hmm. and so it's good for the dealership you know because the parents are coming through and looking at cars and all that yeah and it's a great place for the kids we don't have to rent something and it's really a, a classy uh looking spot and so we bring in you know high-rise chairs and we the stage and all that sort of thing so it's really a it, it, we class it up but anyway that's where we have our auditions and mm-hmm. so the last one i did um i told whoever won i said you're gonna sing with me on my next album wow and uh, so, uh, <laughs> of course, it was really, you know, everybody was there to try to, you know, compete. And it was really funny, Jeff, at the yeah. uh, at the close of it all, there were six um, contestants that they were equal. Wow. I mean, that you couldn't even say this one is better than that one and that one is worse than this. They all had the same thing, a little different and like that. But they all had a little different way of bringing it that just was so unique. Mm-hmm. And the judges, when they were judging, they all they gave those six almost the same number. Huh. 
and so at the end. So yeah. uh, we ended up having six first place winners. Wow. <laughs> it's kind of like what happened with the spelling bee. Yeah. You know, the spelling bee. Yeah. Got, I don't know. Yeah. So it was just like that for us. And so I ended up giving the same thing. I had some money set on the side for their uh, for the, them to win. Yeah. So I gave I split that with them, yeah. and then all six of them sing with me, sang with me on my uh, latest album. Oh, so terrific. Yeah, and it's <laughs> so it really is fun. So we yeah. do that, and then we during the week we have uh, mentoring times where I get together with the kids and my wife gets together with uh, the parents. Mm -hmm. And so they're in one room at the dealership and I'm in another room with kids. And so it's a funny thing because we have my wife gets out of the parents all the things they wish their kids could do or be. And then she whispers in my ear when we get home. Then the next week when I get with the kids, I can kind of uh, use another language and try to bring that up and see if I can get them to kind of uh, move in that direction. So it really is a it's just a great uh, way. I never knew that I had this in me uh, to, to go this direction. It's always been mom and dad and then this lady at the foster homes organization, but I've never really put myself on the front line to be able to, to mentor kids, but it really is a fun thing, and, and uh, I really enjoy it and know that great things are going to happen with these children. For sure. For sure. Yeah. You can tell. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um Question here, because there's a few questions we weren't going to use, and I'm making sure I don't have them here in front of me. You talked talked a little bit. We can always cut it out. You talked a little bit in the book about your father and your relationship Mm -hmm. healing. Uh, Do you want to share that with us? Yes. You know, um, I think that's a big deal with most uh, right now, especially, but um, especially in the African community, community, it's just there's a whole other thing going on uh, where the father's just not there. There. Yeah, I hear that about a, a lot of different communities, but definitely uh, in, in our community. So, uh, but my father, he was there. Yeah, but uh, it, he didn't really favor my music that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'd say he, he probably liked my music, but he would he, he was a trustee in a church, and so uh, his, his rethers was huh. for me to uh, perform in the church and not do right. you know anything outside of the church. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, outside the church, not even special organization or anything like that and definitely not a club no <laughs> so, uh, he was definitely not with that so but if there was something about it that um, it, it caused a little rift between us yeah be- just because of that and maybe because my mom kind of was more liberal in that way she really wanted me to have more experiences out there and she wanted me to, to get as many of the you know whatever the the big guys out there were getting as far as uh, education so that whatever I did with my life at least i'd have all the cards on the table you know as far as understanding the music and the business and such and so it really just caused a rift between us and that's really all jeff it wasn't anything no uh abuse it was no he wasn't yelling and screaming he wasn't uh you know threatening to you know kick me out the house none of that sort of stuff but it's just because he didn't have the same passion yeah uh or 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 that i had uh, in the direction that i wanted to go yeah and come to find all these years now i'm back in the church which is really kind of a cool thing so he was really right yeah yeah (laughs) to to think about it so i had after he passed i had to go to the grave and and, you Mm -hmm. know that was the only way i could do it because he was gone already but i had to ask him to forgive me yeah you know for not understanding that he was just trying to mentor me and give me uh some things that would kind of help uh protect my life because that club life and all that out there Mm -hmm. baby that is that's a whole nother world some crazy stuff yeah yeah if you don't have somebody watching your back 
Yeah. You know, you could just so many areas that you just come along just so subliminal yeah. that just can get you off uh, course, you know. So anyway, I mean, thank God I, you know, survived it. But but yeah. uh, anyway, he was really just trying to keep me from running into a lot of walls. And and so uh, he actually passed at the age of 50, uh, 47. Yeah. Because he was in the military and he had uh, he caught some disease that uh, impaired his lungs, uh, and so by the time he was forty-seven, he was gone. Yeah, so yeah. anyway, it didn't give me a, much, much of a chance to have a, a father, yeah. and uh, but so I didn't really get that that kind of imagery. But anyway, I, I'm trying to pass whatever I can on to the, the new kids that I'm yeah. dealing with now. So yeah. maybe, maybe that's uh, I'm trying to make up for uh, lost time or something. A good point. <laughs> good point. And I think your own son also is he's with uh, Toby Mack, right? Yeah, yeah. Gabriel is with Toby Mack. Yeah. He's been with him since the beginning, uh, which I'm just so happy to see. Wonderful. The uh, yeah, continuing uh, yeah. to the next generation. So your legacy is going on with him, which is is great. Great. Yes, yes. And I didn't think he was going to cause when he was young. I was trying to get him to sing. Yeah. So he did and the he, opposite he, of you. You he didn't want any part of the music. You were trying no, as a dad to yeah. do it. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't want anything to do, and uh, plus he couldn't hit the note. I'd say, uh-oh. hit this note. Ah, uh, uh, and he would go. Eh. I said, wait a minute, come on, uh, Gabe. I said, ah. <laughs> so anyway, but he finally uh, he went out with the group called Young Continentals for yeah, a while, yeah. and, and so from that he was able to uh, get his tonality right. And Beautiful. then Toby just picked him up uh, to in the DC talk when, during those yep. days, and then yeah. just when that ended, and Toby wanted to go on his own, then he just thought. I'll take Gabe with me. So Gabe been with him about 15, 16 years. So good. Yeah, and they're doing great. I was just with him last week. They were here. Well, actually, they were in L.A. Yeah. And I was in L.A. too doing the concert yeah. in one section. And then I caught up with him. And uh, he, he I, mine was earlier in the day, and his was like at night, a festival. Mm-hmm. So I got through mine, and I got over to Irvine to the festival. So Beautiful. It was great. Just great yeah. to see him. You should, you should do a tour together. <laughs> yeah, man. We, well, once Toby is retired. Yeah, once he's, once he's the old classic. Once once he's classic right. rock, you and him can go out together. <laughs> there you go. That's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> okay. Let's get into some other fun things here. Um, tell us about your meeting your wife, Renee. Uh, you got together oh, on a wow. cruise, and it's a wonderful story. I get, I laughed out yeah. loud. It was just great. Tell us all about it. <laughs> well, you know, the, the, the short of the long is this. I actually tell uh, singles all the time that they need to follow their passion, you know, the thing that that God has called him to do. Yeah. Um, you know, like if he's got you on a certain road, uh, you know, you stay on the road of that calling, uh, what God has given you to do. And then eventually you will intersect the person of your prayers. And uh, so I, and I had a chance, and I, the reason I said it is because it happened to me. Yeah. Here I am, uh, uh, the Cornelia Foster Homes organization is asking me to go on a cruise with them. This is all couples. Mm-hmm. And they told me up, uh, up front, yeah. And I said, man, it's a horrible place for a single guy to be going with a whole bunch of couples. I could see it already just them looking at me, you know, how come you ain't got nobody? You know, so it just, I didn't even want to have that look coming my way. So anyway, but they said that they would pay for the trip. I said, you know, cruise doesn't sound too bad. Said, yeah. So about the second day of the cruise, there was uh, we hadn't started talking about how to get 
corner near Foster Homes up to the next level. Mm-hmm. We, because you know, again, they were just getting on the on the cruise. Everybody's trying to relax and yeah. enjoy themselves. So I found a, a little piano down at the uh, one part of the ship, and uh, it was a, a grand piano sitting outside of the club. So I said, I think I'll just sit here and write me a song and try to entertain myself while you know until we start having our meetings. Yeah. And so you know, it's really funny, Jeff. You're seeing the <laughs> the dolphins jumping up past the window, yeah. and you know the windows are kind of arched you know so they really are beautiful windows and then you know you're hearing all the birds uh, flying around and, <laughs> and you can smell all the beautiful flowers and yeah. it just it was just one of those times and i just said lord this is just not right and i said i, I really need to have somebody in my life mm-hmm. and so i only had two words jeff to say to the lord i put my hands together mm-hmm. i bowed my head at that piano and i said surprise me yeah and that was it and i said and i went back to writing my song mm-hmm. and then there's this guy that came came uh, over and, and uh, sat next to me. He was a Filipino guy. He heard me play and he said, man, you, you really sound good. I like that piano. So he started, so I just started singing some popular songs yeah. and so that he could sing along with me. Yeah. And then um, uh, next thing I know, here comes this lady coming toward the piano. And I said, oh. And so I started to look. I didn't see any rings or anything. And she was beautiful. Her hair was yeah. flopping from one side to the other. And she was just beautiful, had this beautiful smile. And she looked like she was in slow motion, you know, how, <laughs> yeah. how in the movies, you yeah. know. So she said, like, she slowed down. And her, even her eyelashes, they didn't bat real fast. They bat real slow and back up. And so she was coming to him. So I started to sing a little lower, yeah. you know, like this. So, so I went to my low voice like that, yeah. trying to impress her. Mm-hmm. So anyway, she came over. We kind of smiled. And then she sat next to this guy, uh-huh. the Filipino guy. Yeah. I said, oh, uh-huh. man, that's the that's the boyfriend, the husband or something. Yeah. So anyway, but uh, to come to find after we sang a couple of songs together, they got up to leave. And they introduced themselves as brother and sister. Uh-huh. Uh, I said, oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's on now. So anyway, it was a seven-day cruise, and really, I we, I wish that met it the first day. Yeah, but we are already a couple of days into it. But yeah. you know, from those those last five days, we just hung out a lot. Yeah. So uh, it just ended up that we just ended up knowing that this is we were right for each other, and so wow. and here we are, twenty-five years later. There you go. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's oh, a God. that's a long time. That's for good. A musician. Well, that's that's a long time for a Christian musician. Yes, it is. <laughs> it sure yeah. is. That's that's great. So, so I'm, I'm thankful. Yeah. yeah, God is God is good. God is yeah. good. How long? Stay on the road to your calling. That's and, right. Uh, you'll intersect the first of your prayers. That's it. You better believe. It. Yep. <laughs> How long has the book been in the works? You, I think you mentioned earlier, um, the process and what started the ball rolling. Well, actually, about maybe two years ago, yeah. um, it was just, and I think, I don't know if Zig had passed yet, but uh, it was really close. He was getting ill yeah. uh, at the time, and I know that he was, you know, in the last part of it, because he was, he, he kind of had an Alzheimer's kind of thing, and just, he'd get on stage, he'd say something, and he'd say it over and again, oh. and said, oh, so he had to take his, his daughter uh, on the stage with him to kind of keep him focused, Yeah. and so it's kind of, we knew it was getting toward the last part of his life, Yeah. and I think maybe that might have inspired and I was thinking maybe I could be through with this book before he actually you know transitioned and uh, so I think that's what got the ball rolling finish it before he goes yeah Yeah. but uh, I I missed it but anyway his his daughter's enjoying it and uh, and the various ones on the back of the book that endorsed it I'm so glad so many you know Carl Santana's on there he endorsed it yeah 
Yeah. And then Wayne Cadero, I don't know if you know him. He has a church of about 150. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he's out of Hawaii, so most of the churches are yeah. Hawaiian churches. They're called New Hope. Right. And uh, and then Philip Bailey, my friend yes. from Earth, Wind, oh, and Fire, of course. also yeah. endorsed it. So, yeah. So it, it just I'm glad that it's it's um, it's out now, and I'm glad it's you too, Jeff, for yeah. uh, giving it a shout out. Because uh, yeah, it's, it's it's a great book for people that. Um, have friends that don't read the Bible, mm-hmm. but because the, the Luke is all through it, it's from the first chapter all the way through till the end. But I got all these stories, so it's not like a it's like a Bible study, yeah. but it, you know it doesn't feel like no. that to you. Yeah. So anyway, it's a it's a great book yeah. for that sort of thing. It brings it alive for you. I, I've enjoyed it. Yeah. Yes. Um, Thank you, brother. You better believe it. Another thing mm-hmm. you, you touched on in the book and talk because you're talking about memoirs uh, mm-hmm. as a well-known TV show that I I don't think we uh saw up here but i know it was mm. all over all over the states and the world uh yes. on tbn network you had a show called leon and friends yeah so oh, that was uh like the johnny carson show or uh, yeah <laughs> with leon <laughs> yeah it was yeah. it was funny because i had uh started having bible studies uh we had a, a house in bel-air uh yeah. for a season it, I, actually i got it because we were having bible studies at my apartment uh in glendale of course i had a, a penthouse then but it, we were everybody was and it was just too small yeah uh, even if it was though it was a penthouse it was still everybody was crammed into it so in my head i'm thinking i gotta get me another spot where all the you know industry people can come and we can have picnics and we can you go swimming in the pool i want i really in my head i had that picture yeah so um i went to the west side and um this is during a kind of a recession time and uh was able to find a really nice well it's it was like twelve thousand square foot this house (laughs) so it was a beautiful house so i said lord i said if you give me this house i said i would donate this (laughs) you know how we get yeah lord if you just give I'll me that this. car i'll just <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'll pick up everybody on the street huh? yeah you know? yeah but 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 that's kind of you know it's kind of a little trickery while yeah. i was asking it but but anyway he did finally give me the house and um so we ended up having bible studies there and everybody from the industry would come yeah i mean for one they wanted to just come see what leon's house looked like because right. the word it got out mm-hmm. yeah, so they wanted to come see the house yeah. but they you know I, they ended up coming you know everybody <laughs> smoky rob and Natalie Cole and uh, Philip Bailey, all these people, mm-hmm. all the people, and then a lot of people you wouldn't know name-wise that yeah. uh, play on different people's uh, music yeah. in the industry. Yeah. So we have Bible on Thursday nights. We just have Bible studies at my house. So uh, I went and did something for TBN uh, for a lady named Candy Staten, and uh, she asked me to come and uh, co-host with her because mm-hmm. she had a series of programs. And so in the middle of that, one of the um, directors was asking me, well, Leon, you know, what 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 are you doing? And I said, Well, I'm just I'm enjoying doing this sort of thing. He said, Do you like this? I said, Yeah. Yeah. I said, In fact, I was thinking about maybe one day having a show. <laughs> he said, Really? He said, Yeah. Well, you know, uh, what what kind of guests would you have? Mm-hmm. And so I started thinking about the Bible study people. Yeah. And I said, Wow, if I could get the Bible study people to come on here, that would be awesome. Would it ever? So so I told him that, and then he said, Well, what would you call it? I said, Well, they're my friends. I said, Well, I just called Leon and friends. Yeah. He said, Well, if you can get those people. You just named. You can have your program in three weeks. Wow. I said three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I 
was like, well, well I got to go home and hug. So the first thing was that I didn't even know if these people were, because they had never been on TV yet. Yeah. None of the ones I named to you, they'd never been on, because no. they just didn't like the, the, the traditional side so much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they, but with something more contemporary, yeah. they might be open to it. So at the, one of those Bible studies, I just asked them, I said, you know, I've got an opportunity for you guys to be able to give your testimonies uh, on TBN. And I said, you got millions of uh, viewers out there. And I said, it'd be a great shout out for the Lord if you guys could do that. So every one of them said yes. Wow. So I had... Uh, I had so many stars. I mean, every week I had somebody. Well, we'd have to cut two or three shows in a day yeah. and over a 13-week period. We had to do 13 shows at a time. Yeah. Not at a time, but at a one yeah. whop. And then we come back and do another 13 and another 13 like that. So it lasted for a couple of years. Yeah. And it was in the top 10 rating. Uh, yeah. And Arsenio Hall had just gone off. Oh. Did, you, did you guys yes, get Arsenio Hall? Yes, we sure did. There? Arsenio oh, okay. Hall. Hall, yeah. <laughs> whoop, 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 whoop. Yeah, so, <laughs> so they was doing a little whoop, whoop for me because he had just gone off. And uh, yeah. so there was no program quite like that one and so when people would be going across you know with the, with the remote and they'd run into my show they'd stop yeah because they'd see an you know it's natalie cole or, yeah. or you know clifton davis or somebody they'd say oh wow i know yeah. i know that guy so they'd, they'd listen perfect so we really had a lot of mail uh coming in people you know converting to christ because at the end of the uh, program i'd always uh again just take a minute for people to get saved yeah. so uh anyway it was just a great show yeah. and um the, i don't know if they've done anything since but yeah. it was one one of a kind uh type of show yeah yeah we'll have to check out uh, <laughs> youtube or something see if they've archived it anywhere maybe the tbn website yeah. has uh old shows i know i saw one or possible. two somewhere on online yeah. so i'll have to check that out again uh yeah great stuff okay thanks yeah, thanks Jeff. yeah so remind us again we talked last time uh, about a year mm -hmm. ago actually um your time with the band santana uh how, mm -hmm. how, how did that come about and what well Actually, I was in Los Angeles uh, with another band that I had started called Creation. And we went down to see if we could, you know, break into the industry. And uh, we were down there. And it was just really funny because I had just recorded uh, something for a friend of mine in San Francisco. And I didn't realize that he was actually a part, uh, used to be a part of the Santana band. But I was trying to do an album for him, uh, for Marcus. And so anyway, I ended up going to... Uh, uh, LA and uh, the whole band went and we just all stayed in one house just to try to you know keep the price down and to see if we could break into the industry mm. and so I get a call one day from the manager and he says uh, uh, the Santana office called today and was uh, inquiring about you hmm. I said well what they said well uh, I guess evidently Carlos heard your voice and he was wondering if maybe you could come up to San Francisco and uh, sing on an album yeah I was like, man, I thought somebody was punking me. Yeah. You know, this something. I said, this can't be real. Because no. they, a lot of times they play jokes like that. Yeah. And they just yeah. start cracking up and fall on the floor. So I was waiting for them to start laughing. At it, and then nobody was laughing. No. I said, I said, for real? He said, yeah. yeah. I, said, I said, man. So I drove uh, back up to San Francisco. And actually, Carlos was living in Mill Valley at the time. And so I drove, drove up in the hills and uh, came to his house. And it's really funny because there was a, a lady 
lady that answered the door that I had gone to school with yeah. named uh, Debbie. Yeah. And so I was I was like, Debbie, what you doing up here? And so I, in my head, I'm thinking she must be the maid. And so, you know, for the house or whatever. And so I was just like, wow, man, you, you made it big. You're the maid for Carl Santana. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. so, and then, but I didn't say that out loud. Yeah. Just in my head, I'm thinking that. <laughs> so I gave her a hug. And then before I knew it, Carlos came up behind me and hugged me. He said, hey, man. Yeah. I said, hey, Carlos. He said, oh, have you met my wife? Oh. I said, oh. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I didn't say what I, I yeah, was thinking. Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, I said, oh, yeah, we went to school together and told him the story. Beautiful. So anyway, he took me downstairs uh, to his studio, and we just started playing songs. Yeah. You know, Black Magic Woman and yeah. Oye Como Va, yeah. Gotta Change Your Evil Ways and all yeah. those. And I started singing them, and, and he was just like, man, he said, well, you're going to be the next lead vocalist for the group. Yeah. I said, what? Beautiful. He said, yeah. I said, so, and it just was, the hardest thing for me, Jeff, was going back to tell the band yeah. in L.A., uh, you know, what had just happened to me. But when I explained it, they said, man, you that's an opportunity that you can't pass up. Yeah. And then all of them said the same thing. Don't worry about us. Uh, you know, just you go ahead and do what you got to do. Yeah. And so each one of the other band members were, were able to also get with other uh, known uh, acts that were out, you know, because the group yeah. was really good. So yeah. each one of the members were uh, were good. I even had a violinist uh, mm-hmm. in, in there as well. So anyway, it, it uh, just worked out that that's how it, it got started. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so we did three albums, Borboletta, Moonflower, mm-hmm. and Festival. Those are the ones yeah. I was uh, singing on or have written songs on. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a great time. And that's what it was during that same time where Christ came into my life. Yeah. So uh, he interrupted my pattern right before I could get out there and get crazy. Yeah. He's watching you all, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. That's he's good. watching me. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, great. So, well, I guess I wanted to find out, too. I think I asked you before, um, why did you leave Santana? Or was there something else coming along that uh, just another time was Santana taking a break and so the band disbanded for a while? I, I just, I'm trying to recall. Yeah, actually, um, I really felt after I, I received the Lord, I stayed with Carlos for maybe another two or three yeah. years, something like that. And there was a great opportunity because as a saved man in that group, I got a chance to uh, really, you know, deal with a lot of other musicians yeah. and uh, some of their issues and marriage problems and drugs and the various things like that. So it gave me a great opportunity like that. And we do a lot of festivals. Oh my goodness! Yeah. We, we, you know, with the, you know Doobie Brothers yeah. with uh, uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire, and uh, Janis Joplin yep. and Jimi Hendrix, and you know all those. We do festivals. Yeah. So anytime I got the opportunity to, you know, we're in a dressing room or somewhere getting ready or watching another band outside I try to you know send a shout out to the Lord you know for you know for hopefully they'd grab on you like that so anyway it was, again it was just a great opportunity but I just I really felt called Jeff like yeah. I le- needed to leave that environment and just completely um, st- maybe start a help start another music style mm-hmm. that would be more of a contemporary gospel style yeah. so uh, that's what happened uh, just right at the end of uh, the, the 70s and the beginning of the 80s and uh, along with a lot of other people that were, had the same feeling yeah. and so in you know, as you know, it ended up starting a contemporary Christian uh, music uh, vibe out there. Yes. So 
it just really need to be a part of that, yeah. you know, the beginning stages. But yeah. that's really what it was all about. Because uh, I couldn't in Santana. There's no way I could do an altar call. No. There's no way I could no. do. Of course, when I was in Japan, I I, would, I, I was a little sneaky. Yeah. And I was able to learn a couple of things in Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> and I was actually the spokesperson for the group. Yeah. So I was sneaking in all kind of stuff. I'd yeah. ask somebody how to say this. How do I say that yeah. about God? Yeah. And like that. And so that's I would always. Beautiful. And it would just make the whole audience go crazy. Yeah. The first time I did it, I was so nervous because yeah. I didn't know if I was going to pronounce the thing right or if they'd understand me. <laughs> and as soon as I got through it, the last word, it seemed like a 60-second gap yeah. before anybody reacted. But it was actually maybe two seconds. <laughs> but, but just felt man, that way. the whole place just erupted. Yeah. And so Carlos told me, he said, what are you saying? I said, well, I'm just saying some good things yeah. about you know us and what we believe and all that kind of yeah. stuff. He said, "Well, Leon, whatever you're saying, keep saying it every night." Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> so I got encouragement from him. Yeah. Uh, um, to, to keep secret talking about God in some way, and I kind of tied it in with music about God yeah. giving us uh, this gift of music, and now we take this gift and we give it to you. So that's something along those lines. Wonderful. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, it's something really simple, but you know, yeah. just enough for them to get a, a God hug. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you better believe it. Yeah. 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 Okay. So let's move on a little then and talk about okay. something else you touched on in uh, your book the importance of church which a lot of people are uh, questioning these days um, mm-hmm. kids in church you've been involved in many churches and de- denominations over the years uh, uh-huh. when you were young you played the organ in back in the early days when you were very young mm-hmm. and people came to church just to hear you playing yeah, that was it, man. It was uh, my actually my the first church I tried out for was a Baptist church that my mother went to, uh-huh. and it had thousands of people. Yeah. And I was just too young to really take that responsibility. But my dad was Methodist, mm-hmm. and this is really funny, Jeff. We yeah. would go between the I go to Baptist church one Sunday, next Sunday I'd go to the Methodist church, next Sunday I'd go to the Baptist church, <laughs> and then when they didn't feel like going to church, they would send me down to the local Catholic church. Yeah. And so, uh, so I got those three denominations uh, kind of as an overview in the beginning of my life. And uh, so, but then when I uh, the Baptist church was so big, I ended up playing uh, the organ and piano at the Methodist church where my dad was. Mm-hmm. And so it was just like Sister Act. Yeah, you know how when yep. Whoopi Goldberg started with that, and then here come all these people coming in. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what happened. All the youth in the neighborhood got word that I was playing and so and next thing I know our whole choir loft is full of youth Love it. and uh, we'd have one Sunday out of the month that we would take over mm-hmm. the Sunday service mm-hmm. and so it was man those Sundays would be rocking yeah. and uh, but my pastor uh, this is going to really sound funny and I hope it doesn't uh, embarrass anybody but uh, so I know some of us clergy sometimes can get a little jealous mm-hmm. uh, you know maybe of another person uh, of the cloth yeah. I mean like right now we could look at a Joel Osteen and go, man, yeah. Yeah, as a pastor, you'd say, man, I wish I had a church that yeah. big, you know, or something. I wish I reached as many people. So you get you get yeah. a little jealous. Yeah. But um, I think my pastor was a little jealous of our choir because every time we would sing, the whole church would stand up and they'd clap and they'd sing along and 
and move, you know, the, yeah. uh, the, the African community, we move left and right, yeah. you know, and we clap on two and four. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of like that. So, yeah. and, but, but during the time that the cathedral choir would sing and they would t- they'd be singing for three Sundays, nobody would stand up. Nobody would be shouting. Nobody would nothing. Mm. They're just, it was almost like they were just singing a hymn yeah. and, uh, it just didn't get any reaction. Yeah. So I think he got a little, and he, so he told me, you can't do songs contemporary anymore. You have to do them just like the cathedral choir. Wow. And that's when I started to see the lights of Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, and it really kind of, uh, I got a little turned off at church. Yeah. Uh, then I, had, I hadn't made a commitment to Christ even then. I was just yeah. listening to scripture like that. Yeah. But uh, I had my eyes on the girls more than anything. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. but there was more girls than anything in the choir. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. you know, I just, I knew that uh, I needed to explore, you know, kind of out a, a little bit. Yeah. So that's where um, what happened to me. But those seeds that were planted, I really believe that when the time was right, yeah. those seeds burst. When the brother, uh, I was going with a girl in San Francisco when I joined Santana, yeah. and her brother was a Christian. So every time I'd come to the house to see her, he'd start talking to me about the Lord. And I think that's where, where the seeds started to kind of get uh, moved around and start to germinate. The next thing I know, it's like he was fertilizing and watering the ground. I don't know if you ever heard of the, um, the Chinese bamboo tree, uh, but the Chinese bamboo tree, uh, you just water and fertilize and water, fertilize it. It doesn't even come out of the ground oh. until almost the fifth year. Really? And so, yeah, so it's yeah. a really funny kind of tree because a lot of people say, well, why don't you still messing with that tree, man? You should so you should have grown some apples or some yeah. lemons or something. Why are you messing? But when that tree grows in the fifth year, it comes out of the ground and it grows 90 feet in five weeks. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> they said that you can almost literally see the tree growing. Mm. So I think that when when you have a child that uh, gets exposed to church in an early stage, I think it's just like those seeds yeah. that are planted in their life. And it may be 10, 15, 20 years before that bamboo tree starts growing in that person's life or before Christ starts coming out. Yeah. But somebody starts fertilizing and watering it, then the next thing you know, bam, yeah. here comes uh, all those things. So this is what I'm trying to yeah. get the grandparents to do now yeah. is to take their grandchildren to church mm-hmm. because they've been talking to the millennials or talking to their kids or whatever. They can't get them to church. No. But if they go grab their grandkids and bring them, mm-hmm. then those kids those kids come back home singing to the moms and dads. Guess what, mom and dad? Guess what? I listened to the song I learned. Yes, Jesus, love me. Yeah. Yes, Jesus, love me. Yes, you look for the Bible. Tell me so. Yeah. You know, they, what, yeah. what parent, their hearts are just go. Well, I, okay, and then maybe the kid will say, Mommy, will you come to church with me? Yeah. You know, so you just yeah. never know, yeah. you know. So I just encourage the grandparents to bring the grandchildren, and then we can win win our children. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> so, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I remember yeah. as a youth, too, uh, the very important part of the church was a Sunday school bus, right? Because it would pick uh, up the kids yeah. the parents wouldn't right. bring. So the kids came That's to church, right. the parents, and then later on, the parents started showing up because they wanted to know, yeah. what's that church telling my kid? And that was See? kind of a good way in. Yeah. 
So yeah, it's a great thing, man. Yeah. That's, and that's harmless as a dove. Yeah. You know, that's just beautiful. Yeah. You know, like that. So we need to do that today. I was going to ask you what we. I think that it work on the kids and the teenagers oh. and uh, it take care of itself, and they'll grow into the adults, yeah, it will. Right? It will, because they. I really believe you were talking about uh, something you mentioned out of the book about the revival. But yeah. I really think that that revival yeah. is going to come through the youth because yes. they don't have as many issues no. as we. I mean, they may have bullying like that, right. but uh, the, some of the stuff that we deal with on a, a real, I don't know, grown-up level, yeah. it just some of those stuff it just doesn't interest them, right. and they've moved on from that. And even if something happens, they they've gone on to the next thing. Yeah. So. I believe it just would be, a, uh, I think the revival that we're looking for, I really believe it's going to come out of the youth. Amen. No, that's yeah. good. I agree. Totally. Mm-hmm. So tell us um, about your little experiment. Okay. I think you told us a bit about that before. Uh, some young people. Um, oh, yeah. Here we go. Tell us about a little experiment with some young people about uh, their worth. Uh, oh, kids yeah. are saying, I don't, I'm not <laughs> worth a dime. Uh, what, did, yeah, what did you yeah. talk to them about? Well, actually, like I said, you know, my wife's in one room with the parents. I'm in another room with the kids. So the subject matter that day, because these are mostly artists. Yeah. They are singers, dancers, not so much musicians, but they are maybe a few of them play an instrument or something. But most of them are mostly singers. And uh, so like that, I just I was thinking about how they're going to deal with managers and agents and a place they get booked. And they need to know kind of a little bit about their worth. And I think it starts first with them. Mm Uh, not so much their talent, but just if they're going to spend a certain amount of time doing something for somebody with that gift, they should be compensated. Yeah. And so I just want to make sure, because these are mostly secular kids. Yeah. I, I, I weave the Bible in and out, too, but um, I, I usually try to stick with a something that they can, uh, their parents can be okay yeah. with. So yeah. uh, anyway, but this day, I just asked them, I said, how much do you think you're worth? Yeah. And I think one kid blurted out, you know, like $50 or something, mm-hmm. and everybody went, whoa, $50. <laughs> and, I, and another kid said, $100. And they were, whoa. And then uh, one of the kids blurted out, I'm worth $500. Everybody, whoa, mm-hmm. like that. And so I told them, and I had added this up before time, yeah. I said, from the time that you're in the womb until you're 11 years old, how much money do you think your parents have spent on you? And we've added up, and I told them to get out their uh, uh, cell phone yep. and calculator and just add it up and so did diapers mm-hmm. and uh, doctor visits yeah. uh, you know school clothes yeah. uh, toys all your vacations how much your room would cost if you you know uh, prorated it yeah. <laughs> you know so we, we added it all up and it came out to forty four thousand wow. dollars and so I told him, I said, your parents have spent $44,000. I said, in today's economy, yeah. that's double. Yeah. That's $88,000. Yeah. And they couldn't even breathe, yeah. Jeff. Yeah. They just looked yeah. at me like I had a third eye. Yeah. I'm worth $88,000. <laughs> I said, yeah. And so I said, I told him, I said, this is what I want you to do. I said, I want you to run into the room over here when we get through. Yeah. And I want you to hug your parents and tell them, Thank you, Mom, for spending so much money yeah. on me. Thank you for making me worth so much money, yeah. you know, like that. Yeah. So uh, that's what I told. But there was one kid, uh, Connor, who um, is a friend of uh, uh, my buddy's uh, son, and he's at eight. eight 
plus student. And uh, he, during the whole time I'm talking, he's just rolling around his chair. He's looking out the window. He's not listening. He's fumbling with his phone. He's doing, you know, he's yeah. kind of like he didn't take his medication or something. So, and so finally, after we, I released everybody back to the parents, his parents hadn't shown up yet. So he went over to Renee and told Renee everything I had said. Mm. From the first word I opened my mouth to say to the closing line I said. He told her though. So you could never tell, Jeff, yeah. by a kids how they're looking at you or not looking at you that they're, they're still receiving mm -hmm. it. So that that was another big lesson uh, for me, and, and something I put in the book that, you know, uh, love still makes an impact, even if no one reacts. Yeah. You know, and that's the way we have to kind of live our lives as Christians. We just still have to love, even though somebody may be cussing us out or mm -hmm. ignoring us or or whatever we're trying to tell them to go to church or pray or whatever. Yeah. And they just come up, go up on one side and down the other. Love still makes an impact, yeah. even though no one reacts. So, and I, that was a big lesson for me uh, that day. So that's that's that kind of helped the kids with their worth because mm -hmm. that's where they're having a lot of problems when people. Teach them yep. or bully them, them or something. Down. They just yeah. don't know yeah. that they're worth a lot. Yeah. And so they they think their worth is what somebody just said on uh, social media, yeah. but that's not really yeah. your worth. Yeah. So anyway, uh, that that was just one of the tools I thought I would use uh, to kind of help them beautiful. out. Beautiful. So I know even yeah. in school they have trouble because even the teacher's grade on them is how they take it. If they get a low mark or uh, yes. maybe don't have a good teacher that you know has little uh, things they say that make them feel a little bit less than they are so it's important yes, to build right. up our kids for sure yeah, yeah that's right even as, got it. Yeah, even as parents we say things we don't uh, want to say sometimes so yeah we wish you could take back yeah, yeah. that's right that's right yeah. uh, so we talked a little bit before about um, your music and all. You still perform, of course, and do many concerts, mm -hmm. special music at churches. What, yes. what do you think of modern music today, including worship music? How does it compare to the Jesus movement, for example, in the past? Um, well, you know, I uh, always have had the philosophy that if we continue to use some of the older uh, songs, those songs already have been tried and proven, and they already come with an anointing on yeah. them. You, you don't even yeah. have to sing good. No. If you start doing Amazing Grace, I don't care if you're out of tune. No. Uh, if, if he, that has a certain anointing on it, even just the words themselves. Yeah. I have heard so many different types of people uh, and different people that have struggles with their body and such uh, to be able to get the words out. Yeah. You know, maybe a, ha a handicapped person or whatever like yeah. that. And man, they'll start singing Amazing Grace and you forget all about them being handicapped sure or, or anything or, or that they can't sing yeah. or anything along those lines because the song itself has such an anointing on it. Yeah. So what I try to encourage uh, the musicians of today is go ahead and do the, you know, knock it out the park mm -hmm. with the contemporary stuff, but then throw in an Amazing Grace or How Great Thou Art yeah. or uh, one of those songs, Great Is Thy Faithfulness. Even if you do it in the style of the contemporary right now mm -hmm. style, yeah. it's still, that song has a, uh, it catches fire yeah. wherever those those songs go. Yeah. So uh, that has been my uh, mantra to all the bands and such that I get around. And then I always tell them if they have music written out, you know, read the music. Don't try to stand up there and, and thank you so cute. <laughs> 
that you don't need to read the music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know they're looking at you and trying to check check your style yeah. out and all that, but you know, don't be missing all the bass no. notes, man. You because you are the root yeah. for the chord. You have to, you know, so you don't be floating all over the place no. and just you're trying to look like uh, you know somebody out of the second world, yeah. a Sting or somebody yeah. or a Seal. Yeah. Uh, but you know, you have to do your due diligence and learn the song. And if you don't know it that you know really that well, you need to stick with the sheet music and play it. Yeah. Uh, because I find with with a lot of musicians that go to church, it's hard for us to worship when the music is all out of key and like that. Yeah. <laughs> so I encourage them to try to do their excellent best. Yeah. Uh, the best they can do when they play for the Lord. Don't take that as a secondary yeah. gig because maybe you make money in the clubs, making good money, you know, four or five days a week, especially here in Vegas. Yeah. And then go to church on Sunday and just think, well, anything's okay for God. No, no. your 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 game should be on more there than any place else. Yeah. So uh, anyway, that's that's been my uh, kind of my mantra to uh, to to musicians. But I think that the style is is um, is great. I mean, mm -hmm. I go and see. Like I said, Toby Mac, yeah. they go out, they take four or five or six uh, artists with them. They'll let them start off with whatever their hit song yeah. is. Next group comes up, do their hit mm -hmm. song. Next group comes up and do their two hits or whatever, mm -hmm. and they go off. And uh, But they get a chance to get exposed yeah. to everybody, and the people that like them or uh, have heard about them and want to hear that song gets a chance to do that. And then Toby closes it out, and um, it, yeah, the whole time he's singing, everybody in the audience is singing along. It's like yeah. it's like a, a karaoke bar yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when, when he's up singing. <laughs> everybody in the arena is just singing the song. So, you know, I think it's I think it's a good thing. I think what they, they have done is taken it to the next yeah. level, and, and, and I'm so proud of uh, them following through. This is not an easy business, no, brother. I'm telling no. you, especially to try to take care of your family, and you got to send kids to school, and like I was saying, you got to spend all that money on your children. It's yeah. it's hard to do um, uh, in this business because it's up and down with how the paycheck yes. comes in. Uh, but uh, I, I commend anybody that has felt a heart to go after this because I tell you one thing: God will make a way out of no way. Yes. You bet. I've seen him do it with me over and over and over again. I think, man, I'm at the end of something, yeah. and, uh, and all of a sudden the door opens, and it's the beginning of something else. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wow, Lord, how did you do that? Yeah. So uh, anyway, that that that's that's those are my yeah, thoughts. That's on how it. the Lord works for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. no doubt. Yeah. So you're still writing songs. You have a new new yeah. album, you say, and a new single out as well. Yes, I'm uh, actually doing what I call an interactive song. Yeah. Uh, I've done two. I've, this one is an interactive song called Hallelujah Dance, mm -hmm. and it's uh, and it's exactly that. I've got people moving with me. I've got kind of a little movement I do, yeah. and they copy me with that movement. Yeah. And we sing, we shout out during the chorus yeah. lines, Hallelujah, and it's kind of a, a cute thing. Yeah. And then... Um, there's a song I wrote just for our nation called We Will Rise yes. because I noticed that there's just so much tension going on now between uh, the you know different yeah. uh, people and uh, so I thought I'd try to write something that would be a bridge because mm -hmm. uh, I come from San Francisco and there's three beautiful bridges yeah, there yeah. and so I think that it's just so symbolic that uh, somebody like me that comes out of San Francisco should be someone that would bring a bridge uh, to things and, and that's exactly 
exactly what what happens with this song and uh it, it says that we will rise rise above the language rise above the colors rise above the enemy of our soul we will rise rise above the anger rise above the hatred rise above because we can take control yeah. and so the, the verse kind of starts off you know i saw someone today um as they slowly walked my way and i could tell that they were different from me someone said don't like them then they started to fight them for no reason that i could see god help us move us toward the healing everyone is precious in his sight we will rise rise above the you know the language the, the colors and the enemy of our soul so it just goes through it like that yeah. and then there's a middle section that uh is kind of like a, a, a humming air, uh, thing that we do together mm -hmm. and then we go back to the chorus with hand claps and so Beautiful. it really is a great song it's one of those we are the world yeah. type of songs yeah. yeah so i just wanted to get that out so that you know i'm putting that out like uh, as we speak Good. so yeah. that that should be out and uh, getting some traction out great, there great great and have your kids singing back up on the rough course right <laughs> Actually, the kids from the city, I do have them singing. Yeah, I, you yeah, I grabbed them, and yeah, they're, they're singing on We Were. In fact, my granddaughter yeah. out of uh, Oakland is actually singing on one of them. That's so, great. Uh, on We Were Rise, yeah. And that was, she just happened to be in town doing a competition. Mm. Um, uh, it's a dad's competition she yeah. was doing. How old is she now? I think she's nine, mm. my grandchild. Yeah, yeah. so anyway, she was in town doing this uh, competition. I just happened to be recording the song at the same time, so yeah. I said, Stop by the studio and let me put you on there as well. Beautiful. So we had a bunch of kids, and then she just blended right in with them, and it was yeah. just beautiful. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I know <laughs> Renee's there with you, and she was going to come yeah. on and talk a little bit as well if you want to hand it headset yeah. over to her, and then I'll come back to you after she's finished. Okay. Okay. Good. Okay. Right oh. Yeah. <clears throat> Thank you. She's, yeah. she's in the office well, she's working away. That's it. We, yeah we have yeah i have a studio <laughs> up upstairs and yeah. then she's uh actually in the kind of another part of the house in the office okay. which works great for us yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah see how long it's taken me to get to the, to that's the office okay. right? <laughs> that's good that's technology for you <laughs> yeah that's it let's see where is that woman of mine let's see renee there we go Oh, she's over here. Your turn. <laughs> <laughs> and here comes Renee now. Yeah. This is a uh, live recording here. We won't be on live. Mm -hmm. be... Live recording. Is it live? Is, is that live right now or Memorex? Uh, no, it <laughs> will, will be, be live, on huh? another time. But... Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You can you cut this up? Are you there? Oh yeah, or we can do that. Just... We can uh, we can cut that okay. up. Mr. Bill, you cut this up and go from where where I just said uh, talked about Renee coming <laughs> on. So we'll give her time to come on. Okay. I don't want to pause it. I just need to keep the tape rolling. We'll, we'll okay, cut that part. Okay, Hi there, okay. Renee. <laughs> Are you? Hi. You're there, eh? <laughs> yes, I'm here. Yeah, I hear you, you loud and clear. Okay. <laughs> so, okay, Renee good. Patillo, Oops. we're glad to have you on oh, here with us. And you're all set? Okay, okay. Okay, All right, it. we'll check that again. Cut that out, Mr. Bill. Let's go from here. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hi. Hi, Jeff. How I'm are good, you? Good, Renee. How are you doing? <laughs> doing you're great. Finished. We're we're ex we're excited about what God is doing. Yeah, tell us about that. Um, you're involved with you have a business and uh, a ministry all in one. So tell us all about it. 
Well, actually, uh, this started because um, Leon and I, we, we travel all over the country and, um, you know, we minister through his messages and music. But it, but then again, we find, we're finding that there's a lot of Christians who are actually not very conscious about their physical body. And so I've been very health conscious since I was young. And so I thought, well, maybe we could do something about it. At first, I started with vitamins, mm -hmm. but then some people find vitamins kind of expensive and a lot of people don't believe yeah. in it. And then one time, a friend of ours, he's a pastor actually, he uh, introduced this uh, machine to us. Mm -hmm. okay. okay, and what it does, it actually changes your tap water into five different kinds of water, including drinking water. And I found out about the um, the benefits of that water, and we started drinking it. We we saw a lot of changes, and then uh, we shared it with other people, and we had a lot of testimonies. And um, as a matter of fact, we shared it to a pastor too. Mm -hmm. And that machine is on his bucket list. Mm -hmm. So wow. anyway, he told us that six years ago somebody somebody introduced him to that machine because this machine's been. Uh, available since 1975 mm -hmm. in Japan but not in the United States I think they opened in the United States like 2003 yeah. and then we found out like maybe three three or four years ago so anyway um, I, we introduced it to that pastor and he said six years ago another person showed him that machine but he couldn't afford mm. it so but when we were showing it to him his wife was very sickly and she really wanted the and as a matter of fact she was drinking alkaline water the bottled alkaline water that you yeah. buy you know yeah. so uh, we explained to her what this machine can do and she said oh we've, we've known about that and we really wanted that machine mm -hmm. so what they did they did a payment plan yeah. because the company does that so they bought the machine and then we said they have a they have a congregation of like a thousand people or more yeah. and then uh, we thought you know why not introduce it to the church so what we did because Leon and I bought three because like when we travel we bring with us yeah. one and then another one we use for something mm -hmm. else so we said why can't, why don't we um, lend you the machine for one month mm -hmm. and then you can actually sell the water because people are buying water anyway yeah. Yeah. so the amount of money that they're spending buying water bottled water from Costco yeah. or Albertsons or Walmart yeah. they could they could give that to the church so they're just redirecting their spending right. and so the pastor got, got yeah. it so we let we let them the machine for one month mm -hmm. for, free. for free and whatever they made they used that as a down payment for the machine mm -hmm. and that's what they did wow. so we have so many testimonies from their congregation like yeah. somebody with lupus yeah. uh, even one with Parkinson's disease after eight months mm -hmm. of drinking this water yeah. his uh, his uh, shaking was gone because wow. you know our bodies 70% yeah. water and so when you're a lot of Americans I don't know what the percentage is but mm -hmm. a lot of people are dehydrated yeah. even if you're drinking yeah even if you're drinking regular water yeah. uh, this one is micro clustered meaning the molecules are smaller so it's six times faster than uh, than whatever water we're drinking plus there's a lot of properties that like for example uh, let's talk about bottled water mm -hmm. bottled water the the bottle that is where the, where your water is yeah. 
it's it's actually made out of plastic right. and that plastic yeah. it it has this chemical called phthalates yeah. that is causing certain breast cancers yes. right it's yeah, an issue up here right now in canada they're actually going to be banning those bottles what? A lot of places are starting to do yes. that now just because, you know, a lot of people, there, there is a controversial movie. It's called, um, uh, what is that movie again? The Human Experiment right. in 2013. Yes. I don't is that know the one with that. all the bottles have gathered up at some part of the ocean and we can see them all being thrown away and they all go to one part of the ocean? I think yeah. that's the one. Plus, yeah. Yeah. Plus, plus, there are a lot of uh, married couples that are not able to have kids right. because uh, they are affected right. because of this phthalates. Yeah. So, yeah. So now people are learning, mm-hmm. and that's another reason why we're what I, why we're doing this yeah. because we really a lot of people don't know about it, and what we do is we educate them about health yes. and and about water, yeah. and even kids. You know, most of the time they are drinking, they are drinking soda. They're drinking. Uh, juices, any other, other kind of thing except for water because they don't like the taste of right. water. And I, don't, and I don't know in Canada if you guys have chlorine in your we water. Do. Or, we do. It smells okay. like you had a swim after you've had a shower up here. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. 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 We, 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 even, here, even here is the same yeah. thing. But like I said, this machine is actually what it does. It removes chlorine. It, it removes a lot of the toxins mm. in, in, in the water. Yeah. And, and at the same time, it electrolyzes the water. So what you're drinking has electricity. Mm. So what it does inside your body, of course, when there's electricity, you know, the cells start moving. And when cells are not moving, oxygen and nutrients are not transported into the parts of the body that where they're supposed to go. And that's why a lot of people now have cancer. And especially now, we don't move anymore. No. That's that's why Leon is introducing this hallelujah you dance bet. to make the Get church body move. Going. So, you bet. I know. Yeah. So between between the two of us we're actually trying to help people to be healthier. Yes. You Beautiful. know. And once you start with a basic thing, which is water, mm-hmm. then maybe your your eating habits will change. Yeah. You're now going to start being more conscious on what you're yeah. eating. Then maybe you're going to start to exercise. Yeah. It all you know? goes together, right? It all goes together. Yeah. But we start with a very basic thing because everybody drinks That's water. right. Yeah. 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 So that that's what we're that's doing, good. and we are introducing it to churches yes. because, like we said, everybody buys water. Why not get it from the church? Yes. It helps the church to raise funds, mm-hmm. and it helps the pastor to make extra income without doing anything. Yeah. And at the same time, it helps the congregation to be healthier mm-hmm. and be more health yeah. conscious. So that's what uh, we, we're, we're trying to do now, aside from introducing it to other that's people great. as well. Yeah. What's the yeah. best way for people to get in touch with you both uh, for this, for, for concerts, uh, for the book, and uh, with about your water? Well, they can always call me uh, 702-580-8782, okay. or they could email me at renee at leonslivingwater.com. Perfect. Okay, that's good. Uh, there's not a website set up or anything, or uh, there is there is a website. Yep. It's called leonslivingwater.com. Okay, good, good, good. And probably on the Facebook page, you have a link to it there as well, right? On Facebook, we have a page called Leon's Living Water Movement yes. because we want we're making into a movement so that everybody will start drinking good, water. Good. You know, yeah, yeah. We'll put a link to that on our Facebook page and uh, try to get people to educated on their health as well because we're a God's temple, right? And uh, we spend so much time praying for healing, and yet we're the ones we're the ones <laughs> making ourselves sick. 
<laughs> I'm telling you, right? yes. Just like they say, you know, we have to pray for it, but we have to do our we part sure as do. well. We sure do. Always believe that, right? And and Absolutely. also, this is also God's healing. We're we're learning how to heal it by doing the right yes. things. So, okay. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. Uh, it's been a blessing talking to both of you. And uh, you're very welcome. Really appreciate it. And I'm going to just say, this is Jeff Cooper. This has been a, a, a broadcast of uh, Classic Christian Rock Radio. And I'm just going to turn off my 